Going back to Alabama Now that I've learned a thing to Life for me ain't been so easy But I've got some living yet to do Going back to Alabama Well, we'd like to welcome you tonight to our show. Going back to Alabama And, of course, we said that we would do on Wednesday nights we would come to you about July 1st to the 5th. We have so many people writing and asking questions and a lot of excitement about that. And we want to be able to answer th some of those questions through the next hour and, and uh, help you get more prepared for that. So tonight we'll be discussing that. We've got some feedbacks that have come back to us that Ruth will be reading and um, some questions that people have written in. And most of all, just the, the purpose of what are we doing July 1st and 5th. I think everybody can see by the, the, the situation today that what's coming in November, that we probably couldn't have had an event like this take place for the consecration of our nation directly into the hands of the Virgin Mary while she's present to us and appearing at a better moment in our history than right now. We uh, was listening to a Christian broadcast there in the car a little bit, and while I was doing that, uh, they were talking about that they don't really know what to do. They don't even know who to vote for if they can. They said, that, you know, well, maybe I can do this as far as my vote, and then I see this candidate, and and they you know, maybe they're not right on me with this, but this, the rest of that, maybe they will be on the rest of it, and I look at that, and they're not, and it's just, and she actually says, uh, how many uh, almost where I want them to be needs to be there before I can't be against it. In other words, she was accumulating that thought, saying that, that, that it's not right. And so I think everybody's seeing this uh, position right now in there, hearts that we are in trouble and you don't have to see it you can feel it so July 1st to the 5th is very important and because of that we uh, are going to be broadcasting tonight and so Ruth we've got some feedback she was going to read about uh, I think you said they come in today yes they came in today and and uh, some of them don't necessarily have to do with those who are coming July 1st through the 5th but it all has to do with Our Lady of Medjugorje and um, the profound experiences or uh, different things that people wanted to share about her. And so we felt that this would be something that um, would help you get excited about uh, coming to be here with us, Maria and Our Lady of Medjugorje. A friend of mine around 18 years ago was a non-believer. He went on a trip with his mother and others from the church his mother set up. When he came back and I saw him at our job, he had changed. He told me he took his camera and every time someone said they saw or heard Our Lady, he would take pictures because he saw nothing. He went day by day up to the time to leave. In his heart, he wanted in a way to believe but couldn't. When he went to get all the pictures taken, he remembered he had taken pictures from the beautiful scenery through the bus window. He showed me the picture with tears in his eyes. Our Lady of Medjugorje appeared in that picture very clearly. 
all her beautiful face was raining. All her beautiful face. It was raining then, and it seemed like she was crying. I told him, Do you now do you know no do you now know why she is crying? And he said, Because I didn't believe, but now I'm a believer. And this is from Marlene from Puerto Rico. Yeah, that's why the English wasn't reading perfect. That's, <laughs> I know you were saying you could read it. That's. Uh, that's a good save, Terry. Thanks. Thanks. Thank you so much for your informative website. I live in Australia and have visited Medjugorje twice over these past 14 years, but it can be very difficult and expensive for us in Australia to get overseas, let alone get to Medjugorje often. Having people who work so hard to spread the messages the way you do to people situated so far away like me is a blessing and a godsend. So thank you for your efforts. This is from Nicole from Australia. Dear Caritas, without knowing Our Lady's message, I prayed for light and hope and for her to change my heart, which has drifted from prayer. This is a sign to me that she knows me and loves me as she does all of us. She wants us to open our hearts to her so that her son can work in us. God bless you. From New York. And the last one, I am a member of the Legion of Marys, and I am planning to visit between July 1st through the 5th. Thank you for your messages. I will start living praying for at least three hours a day from Bill out of Pensacola, Florida. So we have many feedbacks throughout the day that come to us and it's so um, good to be able to spread all these messages in a way that people really rely on it from Australia to Singapore to Puerto Rico or wherever it may be. And that's not to say that what we're doing is the right thing is what we're doing is just what I ask you to do all of us and so July is just that way the July 1st to the 5th event is that purpose is that you can evangelize all these messages being evangelist and there's so much to to do to spread and so much material we put out that's free that you can get hold of in fact you were telling about a letter did you read that one from the, the 81 year old woman oh yeah that that uh, a letter came in uh, conventional mail today Ruth was telling me about and, and of course she's 81 years old and uh, very enthused about being able to do something and it's very easy to get people to do this because people are searching, searching right now seeking to find some way to change our nation and we've got that opportunity July 1st or the 5th it starts off precious children please send me 50 free 4th of July pamphlets I'm 80 years old I am so excited about these free pamphlets since I am on Social Security. I feel like my wings are taking flight. Lots of love and kisses. Betty Jo from Springfield, Ohio. We have something that we has been passed around to a lot of people uh, lately about the about our nation. We, I know the National Day of Prayer has, has had done this theme. Several people have done this in the past, and we have gone uh, repeatedly trying to get um, more people involved in praying for our country, but now the motivation is there. The circumstances. In the 90s, people weren't so motivated. We started our novenas 16 years ago, and those novenas 
were for the purpose of saying beginning of June 25th all the way to December, praying for the healing of our land. We never imagined at that point that we would arrive at the state of the crisis that we face now in our nation. But the, the number one Bible passage that's been passed, and you've heard it, is if my people... There was a message our lady gave March 18, 1996. It said, Consecrate your heart and make it the home of the Lord. May he dwell in it forever. My eyes and my heart will be there even when I no longer appear. Now, this message was given to Mariano on March 18, 1996. And in this message, uh, it, it's striking, uh, striking what Our Lady says here. Preci preceded that, she says, I hear my call, which I direct to you. Now, that message was the consecrate of your heart, and that's what we'll gather on July 1st to the 5th for, especially July 4th, to give them the presence of the apparitions to the United States of America, to heal it, to heal our land. We come together to repent. In Second Chronicles, um, or, or, yeah, Second Chronicles chapter 7, if my people who called who are called by my name, humble ourselves or themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sins and heal their land. Now, I think this is a, a reference that this message our lady gave directly to this scripture. The scripture goes on and says, now my eyes will be open and my ears attentive to prayer that is made in this place. That's what we're gathering in this place in July for. I went to Medjugorje one time because I needed to petition our lady about something particular and flew there just for this. It was that critical to our future and our mission. Maria didn't go to the church that day. This is when she was still going to the choir loft. And so I went to her house because she was sick. I, I found out, heard somewhere she, she wasn't coming up. So I went on to the house and only I and a couple other people were there, which is very a great blessing because usually there's so many people there that, that it's always a joy just to have a couple there during apparition. So I said, well, here, God gave me the opportunity to be here with Maria and Our Lady and to serve that purpose. The first after I got there, Our Lady opened the store. So the apparition occurs and I'm kneeling down right beside Maria and I'm just pouring out my whole heart. Everything that I petitioned to Our Lady, did she hear me? I came to seek this and that she would, she would hear completely what I wanted to say. So after the apparition, Maria smiled and said, Our Lady did something strange today. And I said, what? And she said she leaned over with her head sideways toward us. Well, immediately I, I understood what that was about. But I didn't dare say anything to Maria. I said, what did you think that meant, Maria? She says, that Our Lady showed us she wanted to, she's hearing us. She wants to hear us. And so the scripture verse says that. Now my eyes will be open and my ears attentive to the prayer that is made from this place. Our Lady will be here in July to hear your prayers. And she's going to be attentive to this place. Why? For now I've chosen and consecrated this house that my name. Now the scripture is talking about Israel, the people of Israel, this house. We're coming here about the house here in the United States to hear us, to heal our land. That and the scriptures goes on and says, this house that my name may be there forever and my eyes and my heart will be there for all times. Mary's message to Mariana that I think is a match to this scripture verse, may he dwell there forever 
or dwell in it forever. Well, let me go back up. Consecrate your heart and make it the home of the Lord. The scriptures said that for now I have chosen and consecrated this house that my name be there forever. Again, all these words again, I'm going to repeat that to match that to the scriptures I just read. May he dwell in it forever. I'm sorry. Again, consecrate your heart and make it in the home of the Lord. May he dwell in it forever. It's just a perfect match. And then the scripture says. My eyes and my heart will be there for all times. Our Lady's message says, after that same sentence in the scriptures and after her words about being in it forever, Our Lady's words, my eyes and my heart will be here, even when I no longer appear, forever. I had adored forever. But that's, you can see the parallel of this. So look up March 18th, 1996. Reflect on this. Look up Second Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14. If my people who are called by my name humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. I then will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sins and heal their land. Now my eyes will be open and my ears attentive to the prayer that is made from this place. For now I have chosen and consecrated this house that my name may be there forever and my heart or rather my eyes and my heart will be there for all time. And I will heal them. 
paper at hand, grab that and write down chapter 7 of Second Chronicles, verse 14, and then you match that and study. Put this study, put it to tra transparent, transpose the messages of Our Lady over the scriptures and see what Our Lady is trying to say here. And her, her date was March 18, 1996. You put that with the scriptures and it's really incredible. You know, my eyes and my heart will be here even when I no longer appear, Our Lady says. That's exactly what the song was talking about and what the scriptures speak about. Dear Caritas family, it is so wonderful to know we will have the Queen of Heaven here among us July. If we have ever needed to have her, now is the time. After reading the book, Look What Happened While You Were Sleeping, our country is just not sliding, but it is falling into Sodom and Gomorrah. I probably will have to sell my house to have the money to get down there, but I am more than willing to do that. Yours in the two hearts, Margaret from Whiting, New Jersey. And dear Caritas, we are praying that we will be there with you all in July. I still feel strongly that standing in the gap for ourselves, our families, and our nation to be reconciled to God is one of the most important commissions Our Lady has given us who will say yes. May God continue to bless and protect each of you as you work for her peace to come upon all. From Debbie Marksville, Louisiana. It's, it's important to understand that the opportunity you've been given, Our Lady says it's sad not to take the opportunity God grants. We've been granted an opportunity to do something, and if you think I'm trying to sell you, come and I am. I'm not trying to say you once you get here to believe or force you in any situation, but just get here. Our Lady takes it from there. But it's important that we realize that consecrations mean something. They have some power that moves heaven. And it's likewise important that we grasp that our nation is in the process of rejecting the name of God. And when you reject the name of God, God will come back to you because that's how his mercy is. And when you reject the name of God, God will come back to you and give promptings to you to come back to him. And if you continue to reject the name of God, he will continue in his mercy to come back to you. And if you reject the name of God, he'll finally reframe and says, as you wish. First Romans talks about that. They gave, God gave them over to themselves. And that's where we are. God's given us over to ourselves and we have our nation is rejecting the name of God. Even still, he doesn't abandon us. That's why our lady is coming. To start teaching us that we have to grow back in holiness and come back to the name of God. In the same, the same words that I wasn't going to read until you just read that letter, Bruce, it says uh, on March 18, 1996, again, this same message about consecrate your heart and make it the home of the Lord. May he dwell in it forever. May my, eye, may my eyes and my heart will be here even when I no longer appear. 
Act in everything as I ask you and lead you to the Lord. Do not reject from yourself the name of God that you may not be rejected. Accept my messages that you may be accepted. Decide, my children, it is a time of decision. Incredible words, powerful words, scary words in some sense, in the sense that here it is. We've rejected God for so long in so many areas of our life, even going to church, even faithful Catholics to some degree, or not degrees, that we've accepted so many pagan things without even, our lady says, uh, you accepted the influence of Satan without even realizing it. And so that's what he's coming to show us. This part of your life is under the influence of the devil. Prayer is illuminating that. She just told us two days ago, I want to illuminate you with a new light. That's the purpose of our lady coming. Now, she may be talking about a direct, immediate gift that's going to be illuminate the whole world. And there is something like that coming, I believe, through my conversations to Mariana. But you can already be accepting that new illumination through the messages. And all he just says here, accept my messages that you'll be accepted. Well, as I've told you before, don't just read that, what that's saying. Read the other side of what it's saying. What is our lady saying about that? Accept my messages that you'll be accepted. So the other side of that, if you don't accept my messages, you won't be accepted. And preceding that, she says, do not reject yourself in the name of God that you may not be rejected. Profound words. So there's a lot of study prayerfully not just study educational-wise or intellectually, but study from the heart, prayer from the heart, to look at the Second Chronicles matched up with the March 18th message and the opportunity that God's given us by Our Lady coming here. It's, it's a great moment in our nation. I believe in my heart, for me as an individual, that on July 4th, we're approaching a, a moment that I can do more than the President of the United States. I believe as an individual, I can do more than the President of the United States. I believe this. You can do more than the President of the United States or any member of Congress in this consecration when you give it to Our Lady. So it's important that you have an understanding of the significance of what we're doing because the first day we'll be coming down here and what the, what the Bible verse says. If my people call upon my name and humble themselves, the first day, July 1st, that's what we'll be doing. We're coming here like Nineveh. We're coming here to humble ourselves to, to, in repentance, to ask for forgiveness for our sins. For what have we done to lead ourselves up to this point that our nation is falling? As this woman just wrote it, I think it was a woman, right? Mm -hmm. uh, in Sodom and Gomorrah. And, and there's areas our nation is no less than that. People don't like to hear that. They, in the 90s, they said, well, there was a lot of good. Well, we, you know, if you were praying, you saw the slide where we're, we're headed to. Nobody, I didn't know it'd go this bad. I couldn't imagine even 10 years ago what they'd be teaching first and second graders. It was unthinkable just that short time ago. What thoughts and what would we be living with, living with 10 years from now that's unthinkable today? If these things are unthinkable, what will it be like 10 years from now? Because we have degradation in, in ways that we've not seen. We've only seen in biblical history. And the wide scale spread of it and, and uh, the activities of it worldwide is, is unparalleled in history. So we're 
we're in a situation, what else can we do? You've got great power in this consecration. You've got great ability to, to change things. We've been trained it's just in the ballot box. It's not. There's other things that can be done. And, I, and God says, God, I didn't say if my people go and call my name and go to the ballot box. That's not where it's going to happen. We've said it before, but it's, it's appropriate for these months to meditate. Peace will not come to the presidents. What does our lady say about peace? She says, God is peace. So if she says peace won't come to the presidents, God's not going to come to the presidents. The whole system is a rejection of God now or a compromise of it. So how can God be any part of it? And, and uh, yes, we believe in voting. Yes, we think that should happen, but we don't have to vote for what they're offering us. You know, I've said before, we're going to vote for the Virgin Mary. We're going to write her name in there. We're giving her our country. We want that, and that's what we're going to do. We'll make a statement with it. And we want to show our lady we're serious about this. She's a patron of a nation. She wants to raise up all nations, but in particular this nation, because it's a nation that is hated around the world for so many reasons. It's jealous. It's jealousy over it. And, and look what happened when I was sleeping. The revelation came to me of why. I never understood how anybody could be born and raised in this country, prosper by it, prosper by it grow in immense wealth, and hate this country. And most of these people, whether it be these Hollywood wackos or whoever they may be, they're in need of repentance and in need of conversion and in need of our witness to them and in need of our love for them. But they're still wackos. They need to be changed as saints through that, that our witness and give it to them in that way. It's nevertheless, their wealth and what they've got and what they prospered by, why did, prospered by, why did they hate this country? Except they live in morality. If you look at the immorality that they live, then they can't be in accord with the commandments of God. Well, John Adams said that the, basically the genius of the revolution, that it, that it bonded civil government with Christianity, the principles of Christianity. Now, when I wrote that in that book, his quote, it just hit me. This is why these people who have made it in this country, who have great wealth, but who are immoral, and yet they hate this country that gave them that opportunity, is because they hate the principles of Christ. And John Adams said it. The civil, first time in history, the civil government was bonded to the principles of Christianity. Principles of Christianity. What is Christianity? Christ. This nation was bonded. is civil law is bonded on the foundations of principle, the principles of Christianity. You take that and patch that to the scriptures and Jesus says that you'll be persecuted, that you'll be hated. And remember when that happens, they hated me before they hated you. That if we are hated because of Christ, then, and Christ was hated first, and he guaranteed that's going to happen, then why would it be any different for a nation who's built on those principles of Christ? And John Adams' words said that. The, civil, the genius of the, the revolution was that it bonded civil, civil government to the principles of Christianity. In other words, civil government to Jesus Christ, his ways. He was hated, so that explains why our country's hated. So we have to understand this people want this place destroyed. You know, and it's such a contradiction to see the fruit that they get from this country, 
but yet they hate. And that's what the devil does. He hates so much that he'll destroy everything he's, and, and people that do that, people fall in sin, they, they destroy themselves. And so this is, the, this is the catalyst for this hate of this nation. And even by people of other countries that may that have a resentment because they want no bounds. They want no restrictions. They, want, they don't want the Ten Commandments. And they don't want Jesus Christ. Our lady gave another message that says, um, everybody wants peace, but they don't want Jesus. Well, again, what did our lady say? I quoted a minute ago. She says, God is peace. So if we're going to have peace, it won't come to the president. It's going to come from us humbling ourselves and praying. And that's what we'll be doing in July. We'll be in prayer, consecrating ourselves, our families, and this nation to Our Lady to heal it. How does God deal with nations which have no spirit? One of the founding fathers of the United States, George Mason, said, As nations cannot be rewarded or punished in the next world, they must be in this. By an inevitable chain of causes and effects, providence punishes national sins by national calamities. When we look at the events around us, are we perhaps blind to see what is so plainly before us? The continual stripping away of religious freedoms and the barrage of laws, regulations, and more laws, the oppressive structure to promote sin through new laws, and on and on. The scriptures so clearly show that when God's people turned away from Him, it resulted in the loss of freedom and liberty. For years, Our Lady from Medjugorje has told us, invited us, and encouraged us toward reconciling as a people, as well as individually, back to God. We need a mother for our nation. We need her to purify us. We need her to cure us. We need her to resurrect us. We need her to be amongst us. We, the people, need her. This July 1st through 5th, 2008, that mother will be with us. This July 4th will be special for our nation. Come to the field at Caritas, Alabama, July 1st through 5th, 2008, when Maria Lunetti, visionary from Medjugorje, will be with us for all five days. Join with thousands across the nation in praying for the resurrection and renewal of ourselves and our country. July 1st through 5th, 2008, a 4th of July in Alabama that will change your life and this nation. Go to medj.com for more details. Medj spelled M-E-J.com. Or call Caritas at 205-672-2000-USA. You're listening to Radio Wave with a friend of Medjugorje. Going back to Alabama 
Now that I've learned a thing to Life for me ain't been so easy But I've got some living yet to do Going back to Alabama And we want to thank Kenny Rogers for singing that, especially for us, even if he doesn't realize he did that for us. A lady has people doing things all the time like this. All of these feedbacks that we're sharing with you tonight are ones that have come in today. And there was one that came in today that I want to address to a friend of Medjugorje that uh, we get this question uh, every once in a while, especially because of the people who are finding out about Caritas for the first time because of the July 1st through 5th um, encounter with Our Lady. And so it's something that I think that uh, it would be good if a friend of Medjugorje could address this. It says, Are your activities approved by the Queen of Peace Shrine in Medjugorje? Do the Franciscans recognize your work and mission? I would appreciate a frank and honest answer. Well, we we like to give frank and honest answers. First of all, um, to have a full understanding of the Medjugorje movement and how it came about was through Our Lady. She appeared on a mountain, not in the church. And on that mountain, she chose the kids she chose to, to the six visionaries. There was no prerequisite for choosing them. She just said she didn't necessarily choose the best. But this movement is, um, to understand a question like that, to really understand a full answer, you have to understand what Our Lady's movement's about and her, her and her messages. When she calls you through her messages, it doesn't, be, it doesn't have to be filtered through something or somebody else to give that approval. Uh, the Franciscans have no, no uh, place in the movement through Our Lady's messages or what she's given that they give approval or disapproval. It's not their position. We uh, respect the Franciscans. They're there sacramentally. They're there to, for the parish, and that's their role. But in regards to giving approval of somebody spreading the message or not, it's not their role. They don't have that jurisdiction at all. The church hasn't given it to them. Our Lady hasn't addressed it to them for them to do that. And so we don't seek approval from the Franciscans. Our, our call did not come to the Franciscans. Our call came from Our Lady herself. Specifically, many of you know the message she gave um, May 31st, 1993. Or 95, I'm sorry, 1995 in which she gave a private message to Maria when I was with her in Italy, claiming the community as her hands, her instrument, and commissioned us to go get hearts close to her to a way of salvation. We didn't take that message and say, can we do this? The church doesn't require us to do that. Why doesn't the church require this? Or how, do I, how can I say that? Well, the church says that private revelations, you're free to spread as lay people. We're free to run the mission. And if anybody's over, it would be our local bishop. And our, our local bishop has always recognized that we're free to do what we do. We don't have to seek the church, can I do this? You don't have to seek the church or your local pastor or your local bishop or anybody. Can you say the rosary? And so there's not a real understanding that, that we, we're, well, many people out there are real archaic in their, in their thinking. They read about the saints and, and, and how they went and got permission to, to take a one-minute break after working two hours or what have you, or can they do this? And 
But they're under obedience. We're not under obedience in a structure of, of, a, of a order. Our lady didn't want that. Our lady wants freedom. And so we have to understand, first of all, that, that, that our, the call of our lady comes to you. It comes to me. If you're a tabletop Medjugorje center and you're spreading the messages, you don't have to ask anybody's permission. The qualification to do that in the rightful way that our ladies laid that out is that you live the messages and transform your life. That gives you the authority to accept her call to be an apostle. Her call. I want you to be an apostle, she says. On several occasions, she's asked for that. Now, if that tabletop organization turns into a worldwide movement, it's the same thing as a tabletop organization. It grew from that. Either one's, that doesn't need approval. Now, because we have influence worldwide, people are saying, well, you've got to be approved. We don't have to be approved. There's nothing in the church that requires that. In fact, the church gives us the right to do what we do. It's a, it's a basic freedom of the church. So that's important that that be understood when, when people want to subject you to some kind of approval rating. You don't have to do that. And what's the approval of all these movement? Well, we never put ourselves in a position of, of asking, you know, if you're a magic voice center, are you approved or not approved? Uh, that's between you and Our Lady. And once you understand these things, then you begin to see that, that uh, to subjugate yourself into a position of, of going to seek somebody's opinion or whether or not they approve of what you do, I'm not, I'm, I'm ready to be frank. He said, be frank. I don't care what the Franciscans think about me. Now, I care about the Franciscans. I care about what they do. I care that they sacramentally feed the people. But again, we, we've never gone to them. And we've had dialogue. We've talked. They know who we are. We know who they are. And, and, and we want them to flourish. And hopefully they want us to flourish. I know some Franciscans may not. Some may do. But this is not something that we have to, or, or anybody has to go asking for that. So that's important to understand. You know, the bishop, the bishop over Medjugorje, of course, in most are, and his authority, as far as ruling on Medjugorje, has been pulled. He doesn't even have authority to prove Medjugorje or not approve it. Now, he does have approval to say it's a shrine or not a shrine. Uh, he asked in there the, the shrine of, of, how did that say that, the shrine of Medjugorje? Queen of Peace Shrine yeah. in Medjugorje. You can't call Medjugorje a shrine. Okay. The, for, a diocese, for a diocesan parish to call itself a shrine, that does fall underneath the jurisdiction of the bishop. And the bishop has said this Medjugorje is not a shrine. And I believe that's from God. Because I happen to agree with that. Medjugorje is not a shrine. When you go to the Holy Lands, do you look at the, the crucifixion site, not the Calvary, this is a shrine? Do you look at the Temple Mount as a shrine? You look at um, the tomb where Jesus resurrected as a shrine. This is way beyond that. This is this is a, a biblical place. And Medjugorje is that way. Medjugorje is too big to be called a shrine. Don't call this a shrine. And and uh, I think it encapsulizes something of man creating something. No man created this. No priest created this. The church didn't create this. This is straight from heaven. And an extraordinary event. And in the history of the world. And it is, the, is one of the two events in the world that's the greatest times in our history. And that was with Jesus Christ, his presence on earth, and now our lady's presence on the earth. And the third, the third category with that would be the coming back of Jesus Christ. We're living that. You will regret it to no end. 
knowing that you had an opportunity to come here in July. You don't need approval from anybody. We, you, don't, you know, you're thinking too archaic. The church is not like that. That's what Vatican II brought with it, bringing fresh air. Now, I'm not talking about the liberalism and the, and the changing of everything and, and, and the way they transformed everything, or really they didn't transform, they used Vatican II just like they used our Constitution. The, the liberators of what, to go anywhere with it, with no restrictions, uh, did exactly with Vatican II what they did to our Constitution, make it mean things it didn't mean. And thank goodness from Vatican II, the, pen, the pendulum is you know, coming back the other way now, and things are being corrected, like Mass is being able to be back again, and our, our local bishop has reinstituted that in our, our diocese, and attendance is way up, and all this is good. But we need to really realize that we're not in this restrictive, old, archaic way that, that stifles, that the membership uh, was guilty of doing for so long. And, and, uh, there's there's monastic life. There's there's the harshness of those orders, and that's good. I'm not speaking against that. And and the cloisters, all this is well, uh, it's healthy for the church. But we're not the cloister. We're not a we're not an order, and we don't have to answer. And neither do you as lay people. And something's very important to understand. John Paul speaking about this. Pope John Paul said. Um, when asked about all these new communities springing up like ours and other places, he said that the church will be renewed to the laity. It will not come through the Franciscans or the Dominicans. They can help. For the first time since the beginning origins of the church, the Catholic church, the church is being renewed through the laity. It's never happened before. It's always been through a saint, through the St. Francis or whoever, the Dominicans. Not now. This is a lay-led movement. You're part of it. And, and I'm absolutely 100% convinced this is why the church hasn't approved it. It's not going to, and it's not supposed to. Because the minute it, it, it does, then that jurisdiction falls upon it in such a way that things can be stopped or restricted. Our lady wants freedom. She doesn't want it underneath that. In other words, she doesn't want it underneath ownership of the Catholic Church. She's coming for the Muslims. She's coming for the, the Buddhists. She's coming for the non-believers, the atheists, the haters, the God-haters, the illicit people that's living. She's coming for everybody. This is Our Lady coming for queen of the world. And the minute there's, there's an approval on it, then it's people can say, oh, that's something the Catholic Church is doing. This is something that heaven's doing. And if you don't understand the whole basis of the, 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 the spirit of the message is you won't grasp this. And you'll, you'll ask questions like this. And I'm sure he's innocent in asking this and sincere, but there's not there's a lack of understanding what what's happening in the world. Our Lady gave us gesture. Everything she does has a purpose. When the visionaries asked her to come off the mountain and go in the church, she hesitated. They explained as if she didn't know what to do. Now, she knew what to do, but she showed them hesitation for a purpose you know, because she's not underneath that umbrella. You say, oh, was she forsaken the church? No, Our Lady says, do it. Do what your priest tell you. Do what your bishop tell you. She says, be obedient to the church. She says another time, follow the commandments as the church uh, teaches you. So she's coming completely. There's no, there's no contradiction in her way, but she's coming to correct also the membership of the church from, from the lowest to the highest. 
we're in need of that. 20 years of apparition is saying something ain't right. If everything was right or partial right, there's no way we'd get 28 years of apparitions. So to answer this question fully, it has to be a, a deep understanding that, that we're, we are not subject. There's no jurisdiction over us in this regard. We're free to spread private revelations by the right the church gives to its canon laws. And, and that can't be restricted. So don't, don't be misinformed. In fact, we got something I've just written about the latest update on where the church stands with Medjugorje now. I won't go into that because we, we hopefully may be getting that on tomorrow on Medj. If not, tomorrow be, it'll be at least by Friday. And I've been writing on it for the last few days. But it's, it's, it shows you the status of Medjugorje and where it is. But don't be, don't be duped or mistaken that you have to go somebody, somebody and ask for permission to spread the messages. That is false. And, and, and if the inserters, that's the people that come up and insert themselves between you and the church to interpret what the church says, just like they do with our Constitution. The Constitution says it gives us this right. And you got the inserters saying, well, the church says this, or John Paul says this. They, they reinsert everything to restrict you. You have total 100% freedom to go to Medjugorje, to live Medjugorje, to institute this in your life. And, and, it, and it's Our Lady's form in the way she set the whole thing up. Let's face it. Archbishop Fran Franick, who's from uh, Split, who's dead now, and Bishop Zanuck, who is Bishop Mostar, who's condemned, personally condemned Medjugorje, and the Vatican stopped that condemnation, so it never was valid. He pulled the authority, the Vatican pulled his authority. Archbishop Fran Franick goes hidden and, and disguised into the apparition. He had open heart. He, he didn't know if he believed it. And Our Lady gave him an interlocution. He became a great advocate for the apparitions and bleed them to his deathbed. So here's a bishop, just two hours one way, Another bishop just an hour away from Medjugorje, both over the both creation, both in, in the hierarchy, one believed and one didn't. But one was given an apparition who really had no jurisdiction to rule over Medjugorje, and the one that could rule over Medjugorje wasn't given an apparition. What does that tell you? People out there just think for a minute. If God wanted Medjugorje approved and he's given thousands of apparitions, is he gonna? Is his fuel tank gonna run out by going giving Bishop Zanuck an apparition? No. He can give him just as easy if he wants to approve. The fact that God hasn't done that, the fact that our Mary hasn't appeared, says a, a huge, huge statement that the church ha is not supposed to approve it. It's not in God's plans. You know what does the saints teach us? If if they they the whole spirit of teaching, well, if you get a no then it's God's will. If you get a yes, it's God's will. We have not seen Medjugorje approved, but we have, we've seen two condemnation. I mean, when, when the dagger, or whether when the, when the cup was all the way to the lips, the dagger struck. There's a saying, you know, there's still time even when the cup's to the lips, the dagger can strike. The, the, the most our bishops sent a condemnation statement to the Vatican, and it was stopped right there, one day away, by Father Rene Laurentin. So it's real critically important to understand why has this happened? And we don't waste time in saying, oh, we hope Medjugorje get approved. Or let's work on this. And there's people moving. Their whole thrust is get Medjugorje approved. Hey, 
we've we've grown in 20 years to a, a, a very powerful mission. Underneath the the freedom the church has given to us, and we've prospered that way simply because the structure of the church has allowed that. And so we got to understand that that's a statement in itself. I laid on the mountain showing some reluctance. Oh, that's a statement. Not against the church, but that this is not supposed to be underneath the jurisdiction of the church right now because Our Lady wants to do things that would probably be stopped once it's approved. Look what, look what happened with, with Fatima, the third secret. We couldn't, get, we couldn't get rid for 40 years. It took John Paul to finally read the third secret of Fatima. So I could talk about this a lot, but all you got to do is just be a little thoughtful about it, and you, answer, you can answer this question yourself. So, no, we don't have approval. We don't seek it. And we're not against anybody else, but we're not going to seek it because we, we were here in 1988. Our Lady tells Maria, Maria turns to me after the apparition and says, Our Lady wants to establish a community. I didn't go to anybody else that. The Mother of God said that. Our Lady says in the messages, you listen to me. This is the movement of lay people led directly by heaven through the Holy Virgin Mary. You can be a part of it. Or if you want to think you have to go through some other venue and not be able to do it because you're going to be stopped, then do that. But don't shed a dark light on us or condemn us or think that we're in error because of that. We hope that is frank enough. <laughs> but uh, good question, and is and I'm sure there's some sincerity in that, and hopefully that answers that clearly. But we we won't do that. We're not going to dare put ourselves on anybody in that way. We 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 bind ourselves in obedience to the church in all jurisdictions, to the scriptures, to what the saints teaches, to the messages, and to a, a properly formed conscience based on the Ten Commandments. Those five things. If we ever see anything here in our community that would contradict any of that stuff, then we're in error, and we back away from that. And yes, we get spiritual direction. And yes, we have priests that we talk to. And yes, we have Our Lady's spiritual direction. And she is a main, she's our spiritual director. She's the main one that gives us spiritual direction. And some people don't like that. And all we can say is that, okay, you don't like it. It ain't going to change the thing with us. Because our mission is prospering and we're seeing great fruit from it. We brought Kathy into the studio. And she's one of the girls who answers the phones here. And I know the phones right now are going crazy. And we're having many, many calls come in. And I'm just... Uh, Want her bringing a little flavor of what's going on as, what, as far as people calling in and what's, what's um, happening with people's type questions they're asking that maybe you could answer some of that. Okay, well, <clears throat> the phones have been ringing off the hook for sure today, and we've had people call in from all over the country. Um, a lot of neat questions and um, comments today. We had um, a lady who has been a field angel for many years from Greeley, Colorado, and she also uh, is part of a prayer group for many years. The Medjugorje prayer group started through um, Caritas and the messages here that are given. And she is bringing part of her uh, prayer group here for all five days. And she asked us today if we would be doing a nine-day fast pretty soon, and I told her that we had already started one on Monday. And she said, well, I figured you would be, but why did you pick this date? Is there any special reason why you picked this date? And um, I had told her that in the last three weeks through our uh, morning prayer, we had um, do like we always do and pray and then uh, randomly pick a message from words from heaven. And, of course, uh, twice during that three-week period of time, we had received the message where it asked for nine days of renunciation. So she said that she would try to start um, 
uh, one of a nine-day fast uh, starting tomorrow, and that she would hope that she could do that. Well, half an hour later, she called back and said that um, she had prayed a uh, seven-seven-seven, and then had. Um, gone ahead and uh, picked a message. And at this point, she was really weeping because the message that she had randomly picked from Words from Heaven was uh, to uh, do nine days of renunciation. So she knew Our Lady was walking with her in a strong way. And we have another lady um, who had called in January, and her name's Kate from Hawaii. And since about uh, the year 2000, she's called every year asking for um, the dates to go to Medjugorje. She has always wanted to go to Medjugorje, and every time she saves her money, uh, something else comes up. So finally, um, she decided she was going to try to come here. And she called and confirmed about six weeks ago that she does have her plane reservations as well as hotel reservations. And so finally, a dream to be in Our Lady's presence is coming true. Uh, we have also a uh, young mother from uh, Florida. Her name's Carrie. And um, she really has gotten strong with the um, uh, mission here through Look What Happened While You're Sleeping. It was uh, something that really touched her strongly. And she's also been wanting to come anytime, December, even when Maria hasn't uh, been able to come. But it has never worked out for her. And she finally uh, received the confirmation that her husband could get the time off. And so nine uh, family members are coming with her from Florida, and they also are coming for the full five days. Um, we have a lady from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania that called in today. Uh, she was here in May of 2004, and regretfully she couldn't be here for the August um, pilgrimage in 2005. But she has been talking about what uh, went on in 2004 ever since. And so there are 20 people that are coming with her uh, from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. So really and truly, the phones today were um, nonstop. We had two and sometimes three people on the phone uh, answering the phones, putting them on hold and trying to uh, field their calls as much as possible. Well, I know uh, one, of, one of the girls answered the phone today. Uh, she sent a, a direct call to me, and, and usually that's not the way it goes, they call, because sometimes there's somebody just a salesman or someplace else, and I'm in the middle of writing something, so they always call first and, and uh, tell me, did, you know, did, is it, have you called this person or what have you? And uh, she sent somebody right up to me and I asked her why it happened. Did that happen? And she said she had five people on five people on hold. So that's with three people answering the phone. So we we are uh, they've they've said the phones are crazy, which is exciting because it shows that people are what we were talking about. They want something to do. They want to do something for our country. And five days of prayer, I can't think of anything more profound than what we're we're about. Reread your twelve-page brochure if you haven't received that call and get that. We'll send it to you free. And we have different people writing and asking us about different things and even trying to get here. We have a lady who um, writes to us through uh, the feedback from Aurora, Illinois. Her first name's Diane, and she says, Hi, I live outside of Chicago, Illinois. Do you know of any sponsored groups that will be traveling to Alabama for the first week of July or who I would or who I could contact to find out? And I'd don't have any one that I know for sure that's bringing a bus group or anything like that. But if there's anyone out there who might be coming with a bus group or has an extra space in their car, um, we can hook you up with Diane so that we can make sure that she gets here. And we've done this with other people um, over the many times that Maria's come that we've been able to get 
people on a bus or with another uh, group that is coming. So we just uh, ask that if anyone out there um, does have an extra space on a bus or um, in a car that she could contact us and that we could let her know. A lot of people are asking, should, should they bring their children? And of course, um, the question is definitely bring your children. It's a wonderful time to be here in the presence of Our Lady, especially consecrating your family to Our Lady. And we had a young family, a mother call last week, who said that uh, she sees that as bringing her children here in the presence of Our Lady for the future, um, that they all are going to be on their knees on July 4th praying um, in Our Lady's presence for our country. And what better future could uh, she have for her children, her and her husband, than to have them in the presence of Our Lady? I know also we've had a, a priest that uh, is a very good friend of our mission who is coming from Louisiana, and he uh, called up just to let us know he will be coming, and he told us that there are several buses from Louisiana that are coming. And so it's uh, very exciting because uh, I think from the people that I've talked to, what we're seeing more than anything is that people uh, are having hope put back into their hearts. Uh, that uh, the way the world is going, they've been almost in despair, and that these five days are days that they're clinging to and have really brought hope back in their heart and given them something not just to get from Our Lady, but something that they can give to God and to Our Lady to help bring uh, healing uh, to not only themselves and their families, but our country as well. Well, if you can think, you know, uh, you can't get any more multi-generational thinking than Our Lady. You know, generation after generation, they'll call me blessed. She, she is multi-generation. Everything she does is for that. She, sees, she gave a message that says, uh, I've been with you through the centuries. And particularly, especially away since Guadalupe for 500 years, we've seen this buildup of devotion that God's allowed her to come to create this devotion, this devotion, this devotion from Fatima to Lourdes to, to Rudabak Paris and Marcus Metal. All these things that led up to a devotion to her for the time she's in now. We're in a particular time, as I said the last show, a couple of days ago, that that was her words, I think it was 93, June 25th. You're in a particular time. And not to take advantage of that, again, is an opportunity that God says uh, is sad. Our Lady said it's sad. And so our country is, is, is in a position like we've never been in. It's more dangerous. We're in a more dangerous situation right now than the Civil War. People, people on both sides, North and South, was moral, very moral in many ways. Uh, there, there was a value system that they had based on the principles of Christ, and we've lost that. Even the membership of the church has lost that. Ladies come and give messages for those who are listening. That's us who need to change, us who need to change our life. And so God, family, and country has been lost. The, the priority of God first, family second, country third. You have people that, don't, that, that care little about our, our nation now. And we'll suffer for that. So there was a more simpler time at one time. And, and together for five days, this gives to us a means to stare at faith itself. Our Lady first came to Medjugorje and said, faith is in danger of extinguishing itself. And so what Ruth was just saying about hope, we'll be, we'll be looking hope in the face. That's Our Lady. We'll be looking at faith itself. That's Our Lady. And so we need to realize the opportunity this is, and by whatever means, or if you've got an empty car, you got, we have people calling all the time about this. So we need to realize what's available to us for our country, for God and our family. 
grew up in a time when a third grade education was all the school you needed to work the family farm. He'd take time off on Sunday, him and all his family, warm a pew and give thanks to the Lord. was wrong or right he had God family and country he set aside his plow in early 1940 said goodbye to his small town and put on the army green hard times on Front lines, writing letters on wet paper, not one word about the awful things he'd seen. His was a generation that answered without question. Knew they had to win, cause they were fighting for. Last year he added a little boy to the family tree. There's the folded flag they gave us on the day he left us. But the thing that I remember most is the way that he Thinking about this uh, program today and the thought of Our Lady being with us July 1st through 5th is so exciting. All of the preparation work that has taken place uh, in preparation for Our Lady's apparitions, um, of course, there's a lot of work involved uh, with that and uh, a lot of late nights and early mornings and very little sleep. Uh, but the joy in knowing that Our Lady's going to be with us is um, uh, you, there's, there's, it's, it's, it's beyond consolation. And to, to, to know that Our Lady is going to come and bless us during these five days, bless our families and to bless our nation, uh, is just uh, beautiful to even think of. And along with that is a lot of expenses. Uh, we 
uh, are continuing to produce uh, for people coming in July 1st through 5th. Uh, on top of July 1st through 5th, we have the normal demands of our mission. Those normal demands being those people that are asking for materials, people who don't know about Medjugorje, all of those things that uh, our mission would normally operates on. Uh, we don't abandon those things in preparation for an event like this. And that takes a lot of funding and a lot of expenses. And so you, in in doing your part, um, your part of preparation, you know, you may not be here with us doing the work, uh, but you can be with us in sending us your funds. You can you can be with us sending us your donations. These are necessary. Uh, that that you you put your money in that envelope and send it to Caritas, and and say this is this is my part. I'm doing my part in preparing for your apparitions, Mary. Uh, to help so that others can can come to to know that you're being with us and to find out about you and so you can call caritas and the phone number to call caritas is 205-672-2000 usa again that's 205-672-2000 usa uh, you can also mail that to caritas of birmingham 100 our lady queen of peace drive Sterrett, alabama and Sterrett is spelled s-t-e R-R-E-T-T, Alabama 35147, USA. Uh, you can also go to medj.com and click on Donate and leave your donation there as well. Uh, a friend of Medjugorje mentioned the 12-page brochure. This is something that we've made available to you free. Uh, you can call Caritas at the same number and ask for the 12-page brochure in, in whatever quantities that you're in need of to help others come to find out about what Our Lady's going to do here uh, during this uh, time of July 1st through 5th. And also a reminder that the next show is going to be next Wednesday, July, or I'm sorry, June 11th at 7 p.m. Again, next Wednesday, June 11th at 7 p.m. Central Time. Central Time, <laughs> USA. <laughs> and we'd like to really close out with a reminder to those who are listening from other nations and other countries that, uh, you know, there's a saying, so goes the world, so goes Christian, or so goes Christian, so goes the world. Uh, I think it's the same way with this country. So goes the United States, so goes the rest of the world. And it's a sign of hope that if this nation's changed, this nation's healed, then other places will follow it. Europe will follow it. Right now, this nation is following things and degradations from other countries. And that's never been the case. And the United States is a light on the hill. If you look at its founding, if you do research on it, it's, it's so biblical. The Constitution is so biblical. Uh, it, it's the first nation on earth where a group of men really actually sat down to, to build a, a country on these principles of Christ. Even if they didn't always mention it, it's still those principles exist within the foundation of this nation. And that's why it prospered to be the greatest nation in the history of the world. And why it can be again. It's not now. We are on the downside. But every nation on earth is on the downside. So we don't want to, to put this in a way that for your country you don't have hope. You should hope you should be praying for the United States of America because that in turn will help your nation also. So remember our March 18, 1996 message, Consecrate your heart and make it in the home of the Lord. May he dwell in it forever. My eyes and my heart will be here even when I no longer appear. Act in everything as I ask you and lead you to the Lord. Do not reject from yourself the name of God that you may not be rejected. And take the Bible tonight. Chronicles, Second Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14. Read this, these two together. So until this time next week, we would be praying for you. You can feed back to us any questions. We'll try to answer those what we can or on the air or, or even partially right to you. And remember that 
We pray three hours a day, sometimes four, depending on what our day structure is. And we're always giving Our Lady your intentions and pray for any you have. So tonight, we want you to know that we love you and we wish you Our Lady. Good night. <laughs>